We played at a festival in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Jeff broke Max's nose. Well, Care to elaborate? <laughs> the terminology is debatable whether I broke his nose or, or his nose happened his to nose break. Well, we face. just. Hey, you're listening to Talking About the Passion. I'm Thomas Irwin. This is a podcast where I interview different independent musicians and showcase their music. As for myself, I'm a singer-songwriter and producer who goes by Niagara Moon. You can look up more about my own music at niagaramoonmusic.com. So, a quick note before we get into today's episode. If any of you happen to regularly follow the podcast, you might have noticed that I skipped a Wednesday a couple of weeks ago. Given the schedule I have now, especially with doing all the Niagara Moon stuff, apparently once every two weeks can still be just a little too demanding for me. I do hope to continue doing episodes for the podcast here and there, and I'll always put them out on Wednesday, but I just can't guarantee a regular consistency going forward. But anyway, for episode 57, we have Chris Jennings and Jeff Lewis, the two founders and co-songwriters of Sun Parade, a power pop rock quintet from Northampton, Massachusetts. Before our interview, I'm going to play a song from their 2017 album, Shuggy Mountain Breakdown. This song is called Cheer Up.
we were just listening to Disgraceland. Yeah. Several episodes. Yeah, that one's really good. That one's like... It's about rock and roll. Just ruined Jerry Lee Lewis for everyone. Yeah. Oh, is it like... <laughs> Scary stories, but like, or like just crazy stories about musicians. It's like just condensed like biographies them. of them. Like, there was a really good one about the Rolling Stones. Atlas, Atlas and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The dude who hosts it is pretty funny. And he's like, listen, the Rolling Stones are my favorite band in the world. I'm still going to tell you this story, yeah. you know, a non biased right. opinion about it. And it was pretty cool. God, yeah. Like, there must have been so much heinous stuff going on in the 70s. Yeah. yeah. He kept saying, he said like five times, he was like, the Rolling Stones were the most dangerous band in the world in the 70s. <laughs> I asked my dad that. I was like, did people call them the most dangerous band in the world in the 70s? And he was like, I think so. I don't know if he knew. It's just weird, because at least like two of them are so kind of relaxed and quiet. Like yeah. The rhythm section. Yeah, yeah, Charlie Walsh was mentioned once in the whole thing. Yeah, he's like, well, all that stuff's going on. He's just, like, in the hotel. We would not let my wife <laughs> hang out with the Rolling Stones. That's the only thing Charlie Watts said in the whole story. <laughs> so who's, uh, who's in the group? How many people? Uh, there's five of us now. And it's me, Chris Jennings. <coughs> me, Jeff Lewis. And we got... Carl Hollander on drums and Eli Salas Kleiner on keyboards and Max Wareham on bass. All right, it's a pretty big setup. Yeah. And uh, what do you play? Um, I I play guitar and sing, write songs. <laughs> Me too. I do exactly the same thing. So you guys kind of <laughs> sh- share those duties. Yeah, we share the duties. So how did the band start? Who who met who? We met each other. <laughs> yeah, we met. So the the two of you. Yeah, d- yeah. Um, we we met when we were young teens, and then after college, uh, after we both were not in college anymore, uh, we dropped just out. yeah we were dropped out. We both dropped out. We fell, <laughs> fell hard. Um, man, I'm so bunged up from these allergies. It's really making it hard for me to finish this sentence. <laughs> yeah, uh, we. I dropped out of Columbia College in Chicago, and Jeff was at Berkeley, and we both dropped out. I'm two years older, and I, we were, we dropped out, and I was, in Northampton. I was back in Northampton, and I had. Well, what I tempted him with is I had a management team. <laughs> you tempted me. <laughs> So well, what do you mean by <laughs> management team? This is raising all sorts of questions. Some good buds, some good friends. Um, uh, these guys, uh, Danny Bernini and Paul McNamara, uh, <laughs> made. They they were my managers and. So you were already doing music. Yeah, but it had it had just started. I had made an EP with them. Okay. And then, and then I was trying to start a band. And I asked Jeff what he was up to. Well, no, I asked you what you were up to. Oh yeah. I had I was like living back in Maine, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna just chill here and build a little cabin, or something. But then, <laughs> I uh, I t- I did text you. I said, hey, what's up? I just dropped out, and I was just wondering if you were doing anything. So Chris, <laughs> so Chris, you dropped out, and you dropped out shortly after. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, it was like six months apart, or like a semester apart, or something like that. Hmm. I think yeah. you probably was that right. Did you? You left 
like a semester before? Yeah, I left after, I, I don't know, I left in like the spring, like I finished right. my second year of college and then started You're like, to, is to, enough to, like, of, is enough. Yeah, well I just had an opportunity to start a band yeah. and like have like some support of people that were older than me that like definitely had a more to... interesting pull than continuing yeah. your, your really the thing was they wanted to record me okay yeah they yeah. have a sick studio in yeah. Northampton it's really that was top the notch cool thing. so you were out in Chicago but then there's these these dudes with the fancy studio in Northampton yeah and they, so they brought you back a ukulele song that I was I was writing a lot of stuff on baritone ukulele and they heard the song and they were like well you want to record some stuff? And I did on, on break, and then they were like... Just stick around. Yeah. Like, well, we can sign a contract, and uh, we'll make some records. Oh, man. Yeah, you don't want to pass that up. No. Um, and so, Jeff, around this same time, so where were you before you, you left school? Um, were you still in the area? I was in... I was so I'm from Maine, and then I was... Um, I'd never really been to Western Mass. Okay, so you, you grew up in Maine. Yeah, I grew up in Maine, and then I was in school in Boston for a minute, and then left after just a couple months. And uh, and that's when I hit up Chris in the winter 2011, like January 2011. Okay. Yeah. And then I came out here pretty much like a couple of weeks after we talked about it, and I was just going to come out here for a couple of weeks. And see what it was like and then maybe go home and reassess and think about moving out here but I ended up just staying for three months before I went home or something maybe maybe you longer got pulled into the Northampton it was just so great text. and I mean yeah. we we just were having so much fun playing shows and writing and practicing and just like being a band yeah in like the very beginning just like a very purposeful being a band it was really cool so you kind of took to it really quickly. Yeah. Yeah, we, this we decision knew that we wanted to, to do start it. collaborating and just started getting momentum. Yeah, I think it was very clear. I mean, I I didn't come out here thinking like, oh, this might just like be a fun thing. Like I was like, oh yeah, this could be like a, a direction that like my life might follow for like the right. next several years. Mm-hmm. Um, so so you stu- you two started playing together. And um, when did uh, you kind of confirm the rest of the members of the group and really start? It's been, I think, you know, a lot of bands uh, have this experience, but I feel like maybe not as many around here. Um, but we've been the core of the band and had so many different band members. Through right, the, our... the trial period. Yeah, and yeah. like people that we've, you know, worked with and it was... It was a thing. It was a singular experience. Um, but you know, it's it's always been our songs and our our vision, more or less. And uh, yeah. And you know, I think in the last few years since we've had the current lineup, Matt, uh, Carl and then Max and then Eli joining in that order um, three years ago, starting with Carl. Um, yeah. It's been a, it's really turned into like what the band really is right. and the trial sort of the trial periods have arrived at this. Yeah. I I kind of always explain to people when they asked us after when they asked me after gigs like, you know, like how how long you've been playing for. It's like I always say like my partner Jeff and me have been writing music under Sun Parade for like 7 years. Yeah. But like this band that you saw is about 3 years old. 
Like right, it's right. Just like a new, it's just like a, a hard chapter. Yeah, it's like it started over again. You built like, up the rest like of the kind foundation. of like a new band, and like we yeah. like rebranded everything. Like it's like we dropped the. <laughs> oh, so you went from the Sun Parade <laughs> that was in like, the beginning. <laughs> that was like kind of a joke, <laughs> but it's also but it's, very, it, it is true. It's a thing. So that it's we like can look the at. Facebook, and you, yeah. yeah. And a lot of so, people still call us the Sun Parade, and that's fine. Like, yeah. I kind of, like, make people... We are the definitive Sun Parade. There's no other Sun Parade. This it's is just the Sun Parade. No, it's like Shuggy Mountain Breakdown, like that album we made with Carl. It's like... That was the start of the new... The, the new sound that you guys have. Yeah. So that's the album that you made last year. Yeah, we released it last fall. Last uh, October. We recorded it in March 2016. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So it's not So it's exactly... an ongoing process for a while. Yeah. But it's re- your most recent We recorded release. it really quickly, but then yeah. it took a long time to release it. We were, like, trying for the labels and stuff. And, like, uh, it was... I mean, it, I mean, obviously it didn't work out. Like, we had some, like, people biting and, like, but it... Yeah, that's a whole I don't know. journey it's, onto itself. It's, it's such a... It, we just waited too long, and, like, we're about to go into the studio with the same guy tomorrow. We're leaving tomorrow oh. at, like, 8 in the morning. We're recording at least two new songs, which we're just going to get them out. Just yeah. Just start pushing songs really out. Say, like, don't want to sit on them. Just, like, fuck <laughs> waiting on anyone. Yeah. No, I think that's smart. I think people want to consume things more rapidly, too. I think that the expectation that bands need to like be making albums and releasing these collections, it's a great thing, and I, I will always love records. Yeah, but it's I'm a particular really, format. Yeah, and I think that a lot of you know young music consumers now probably don't have the same nostalgic uh, draw to that, that like even people just in, like, I guess if we're talking like millennials and like yeah. Gen... Just before Spotify. Yeah, really. I, it's a thing that a lot of people don't want. So I think releasing singles is like the way it's always been done anyway. Yeah. And we're we're back to like like all of the Beatles early Beatles records that we know now weren't records in America. Like right, right. They just released seven inches like A and B sides and then later they were compiled from like the English releases like of actual records so do you do you think of sun parade as that sort of band where it's song to song you're accomplishing different things like you the album format is just kind of a uh just one kind of formality one way of releasing your music but really you you're a song by song sort of group i think so or do you go for the concept i think when i think we've been leaning into that that you just described like the the song for song, and we've sort of referred to the Sugar Mountain Breakdown as like a collection of singles. Okay. Because we were trying to pick like the leading tracks for that yeah, and yeah. what we would be like. Well, it's also a collection of styles, which makes it kind of difficult to describe, at least. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think that, I think something that's important is that we don't, we haven't, and we don't get. We haven't gotten stuck in and aren't interested in getting stuck in like doing the same thing. Yeah, like You're trying to add a lot of. Different we don't stuff. want to make the same same signing records, and you know, we, I think there's definitely some styles that you could describe about our music, but it's 
You know, I don't know how to say that. Like, I try to describe this all the time. Yeah. We're very taken by different styles of music. Like, it's just happened through the years. Yeah. Like, it's just... Like, uh... Yeah, we're very obsessive with what we're listening to. So, going into Shiggy Mountain Breakdown, what were the, the artists that you were hoping to emulate? Or who were you inspired by? There's so many. Well, like, there was, like, Dr. Dog at the very beginning. but like Dr. I, Dog? Yeah. yeah. Like, there was specifically the My Old Ways. But I, I was thinking of when reggae entered everything. Yeah. And the Congos, the heart of the Congos. That was, like, me and Jeff were, like, alone. Like, we were, I don't know why. Were we just doing solo duo we shows? We were in India. We were in Bloomington, Indiana, after doing those shows in Chicago. Yeah. And we got a flat tire in Indiana. Or like a big screw in the tire. But Chris is, you asked the question about like what were the influences for Shuggy and Chris is talking about a bigger timeline than that. Just yeah. to clarify. This is yeah. a lot. This is Reggae a lot just took hold and yeah. stayed there. It kind of just comes in but like that's like those waves of music that we like, it, it's like a whole, it's like a, it's like a lifestyle change almost. <laughs> yeah, we're like not really listening to a lot of like a ton of contemporary rock. There's definitely a lot of stuff that we really are into that's fresh and new. Yeah. And, like, other pop styles. But but I think, you know, with the reggae phase, um, we just we listen to a lot of soul. Like, just, like, a lot of funk and soul, mm-hmm. mostly from the 60s and 70s. And Motown. And, and then, like, the whole funk. New Orleans thing yeah. happened. The New Orleans funk and soul yeah. happened. Like that I feel like was... that's popular around here. Yeah. This area in particular around Northampton. That's interesting. There's like a few different bands that do that sound pretty well. Yeah, people it's... like funk around here. But yeah. we, just, we just listen to the classics all day, you know. And a lot of it has to do with like the aesthetic of the recordings as well. I, I mean, I, for me, that's huge. I really is... Um, I just am not psyched about a lot of new recordings. They just don't sound very magical. Yeah, there there's exceptions, but I think the general trend is the sound is maxed out. I think it might be, well, this is kind of a technical subject, but the mastering, I think, can be the make or break it sometimes. Things are oh, just, yeah. there's we this just, fear that things are going to yeah. be too quiet or they won't grab your attention soon enough, so it's just all pressed to the limit and just blasting and yeah. exhausts your ears after a few That's minutes. interesting. I, I feel like a lot of new stuff, even including stuff that I sort of like, like the Black Keys, the sort of treatment they put on like the drums or the compression they use, a lot of things start sounding kind of like plastic. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just sound like an organic band sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. It feels very treated. Yeah. But some even, some other bands use that to their advantage, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's hard to say. I feel like the really big stuff like the really popular stuff like we just listened to like a ton of Kanye the other day for the first time like I don't think either of us have ever like listened to Kanye it was so good except for like <laughs> classics like Gold Digger hey <laughs> um like older stuff that like was more like on the radio when we were younger but we just listened to a ton of Kanye in the van and it was insanely good he has so big crossover. Incredible. Something about him, like people really into hip hop are going to be all over him, but then people who normally wouldn't listen to hip hop or rap, he 
does something to bring in the the rock and the. I, I was so surprised. The I just thought yeah. he was a loon and like, <laughs> like just like this asshole. But like, yeah, people love to <laughs> listen to focus to Jesus. I was like blown down. <laughs> it was crazy. It was so good. And some of the stuff from the brand new record, and also the the dark twisted fantasy. I, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Is that what it's called? Yeah, my. Beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy. Yeah. Some of those adjectives. It reminds me of, like, Tom Waits, kind of. Just the way that he creates this... It's a very visual experience. It's like just this... uh, It's a world. It's like Bob Ross. He makes his own world. Yeah, he does. (laughs) Kanye is just like Bob Ross. He knows how to sound just like himself. So is that something you guys are really conscious of with your own music? Is that, like, a quality that you try to... And how do you, how do you know like when you when you're working on a Sun Parade song? How do you know when you've really hit it? What are you what are you looking for? In a, in a good <sighs> track? That's a good question. <laughs> we we got to do it more often, which we're we're about to yeah, start these, doing. Yeah, these new songs. Yeah, they we're going in and then like I, the goal right now is to just like keep doing it, just like consistently make new stuff and put it out instead of like Making everything be very special. Yeah. And it's like precious. It ha- yeah, yeah, exactly. Precious. No- making nothing precious. Just like <laughs> it's music that we like like and like just listen to it. It's it's cool. And you guys keep a pretty busy tour schedule. We try. We certainly try. It's yeah. it's difficult with you know, the more members you have in a band, the logistics obviously get tricky. Um, but we we all do our best to be as active as we can together. So performing as often as you do, is that a that's a good way to try out new material or like kind of mm-hmm. hone in yeah. material a lot in a way that you wouldn't be able to do just rehearsing or just like in a studio setting. Well, we definitely you know we don't play a song in a show until we've really gotten to a point rehearsing where we can agree that we're comfortable playing it. And you know, last time we played a show, that we played a brand new song in. It totally, it we screwed it all up. It was, we need uh, to practice it some more. <laughs> but that has to happen. Yeah, just takes practice. Yeah. Oh yeah. But the really good ones actually are perfect the first time we play them. Our songs are just like pretty hard for me to play. <laughs> like especially when we're writing them, there's just like so much. There's so many things to try out, and then just like try everything and cross as many things. You know, you could, there's a. I don't know. You, so many different ways that you could settle for parts when you're writing, but I just try to really refine it, and it just takes time yeah. to get through all that stuff. For so you me, spend anyway, a lot like, of time on the songwriting oh, process. Yeah. It's not yeah. very quick. or Well, parts of it are really quick. I feel like the seeds are really quick, and we get them. And sometimes, like if we're lucky, we'll just like write through the whole thing and like have all the parts figured out, and then that's a big foundation to work from. But sometimes we'll just get these little gold nuggets and bring it to the band, and we'll all be writing it together, and it can go on for months sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah to take the seeds and develop it as far as it can go and make sure everything comes off in the best way. And really just cutting out anything that feels like filler. Yeah, no filler. Like, where yeah. it's like, you know, like a lot of my songs, like I'll have like way too many sections. Oh. And then it's like, well, I don't know which one is good or not. And then you just play it. Right. How does it fit together as an overall song? And you just cut them out as what you feel. But like, you don't really don't know. Like one of our new songs, like Young Adult, like 
I don't even remember the old sections I had for that, but like, there's just like, they kind of just got cut out. I don't even remember what they are anymore, <laughs> but like, there were so many. And, but now we're playing and we're gonna, I, we're probably gonna record it tomorrow. Jeez. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> <crazy>. exciting. <laughs> it's, I don't believe it. I don't really believe it. Um, I, I believe in it. But it came out, yeah, just like working on it for hours and hours in practice and we've played it for, I don't know, maybe like five shows or something about, like, and it, that song has been going, it went over well the first time, it's like one of those songs, but there's yeah. some other ones of mine that recently that, they were too difficult <laughs> and I forgot a lot of parts. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, that one, we've been really getting into like, stuff that we've always been into but like really sort of diving into like the some of the glam bands that we love like we, we've always been always been really huge David Bowie fans and and T-Rex yeah. is really cool of course and like Velvet Underground and Lou Reed and you know I didn't realize this but I've been a Rocky Horror Picture Show fan for a long time and I never kind of I never actually made the connection that that's like fits into that whole world oh totally yeah as well uh so I don't know. I've been we've been having fun with some makeup and just like getting glittery and putting on putting on a little bit of a different kind of a show than yeah, than you experience. might have had. Yeah, a different kind of experience than you've had with us before, if you haven't seen us in a bit. Um, so that's been really fun. And uh, one of the some of the a lot of the new stuff that we're coming up with is definitely influenced by that like early 70s as it always has been but just like a different just a slightly different perspective on some yeah. stuff that we've always you know taken to heart um, and the makeup is really a big part of that <laughs> yeah i mean that's like party music yeah yes. totally and we've always been playing party music just too. making a whole experience for the audience it's like a it's like theater it yeah, is, yeah, like, a show. It is yeah, a show. A show. It's a friggin' show. It's not just a bunch of guys standing around playing songs that they wrote. Yeah. That's a different kind of show. Which is a great show. Like, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. But that's just, it's not what we, uh, it's yeah. not what we're supposed it's to do. It's not your vibe. Yeah. I love seeing that. I don't want to do it. Yeah, when it works, it works. But I don't, it, I don't think it was working for us. Like, I, I think we're, like, meant to be putting on, like, Getting a spectacle. Up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, something you're not going to forget. Something you're going to want to talk to someone about. And there are shows where there's the people just wearing normal clothes and just like it, where it's, it's like unbelievable. Like nothing against that. Yeah, everybody's got their own approach. Yeah, yeah it's cool that you're it works for all the able fans. to figure out yours more yeah. and more. Else, yeah. And it's been a long process too. So it's just really inspiring to like put on your outfit and like get made up and like do your hair and just get ready. Get like whether zone. or not anyone even thinks it's cool. <laughs> yeah. Like I think it's cool and I feel good and I feel confident and it's like And that's just kind of a nice thing too. It's what the Beatles said. Like that's like what they did. They showed up, they had their boots and the suit and like that was like they then they were the Beatles once yeah. they like it's like they a uniform for work. Exactly. exactly. It's like going to work. Yeah. Beetle boots, man. Gotta get some more. I need a pair of. <laughs> if anyone who listens to this knows about any nice Beetle boots, Chelsea boots from the Jeff 60s. Jeff already has some. I need. I just need, I need a size more. twelve. Oh yeah, well, or you need half. some too. But I need more. <laughs> is really what I'm getting. <laughs> and if they're glittery, that's a bonus. That's tough. So, what's been uh, some of your favorite experiences touring and performing 
What have been some some highlights for you so far? Man, I'd say like 80% of the time for me, it's always fucking awesome. Everything. And then the other 20% of the time... Well, I mean, it's a lot of driving. Yeah. yeah. It's, the, it's the rides home if they're long. Yeah. Because there's nothing to look forward to anymore. Um, yeah. Uh, I get brainwashed and I think that I'm looking forward to like a cheeseburger and uh, <laughs> like shit. Yeah. Are you the kind of guys where you're really excited to be on the road and then time at home or coming home is always kind of a bummer in comparison? Yeah, but then it's different. Like I, I was so happy to get home the other day. Um, it's just always, it's, I've said, I just, I'm going to sound like such an idiot in this. I've said it's just so many times, <laughs> and it's really not just. It's very unfair. Um, yes, to answer your question, <laughs> sometimes yeah. I get pretty bummed out. Yeah. I don't know how other people. Well, how do you really uh, how do you pass the time when you're not working on music? When we're home. Yeah, or when you're on tour and just have some some time yourself. What do you all do for fun? Listen to music. Yeah. Uh, man, I mean we. I mean, if it's warm out, we go swimming. Uh, <laughs> try to find like really good food. Yeah, uh, that's a big part of touring. Yeah. Everyone's like pretty into food. Definitely is are appreciators of fine cuisine. Yeah. How do you deals. keep? How do you keep fine up? Uh, deals. Yeah. How do you keep up that uh, that diet that lifestyle when you're in certain parts of the country that might lack. It's sometimes it's a major bummer. Yeah, that's all there is to it. <laughs> it's nice when the clubs give us uh, they they have food at the clubs. Yeah, <laughs> I imagine that's pretty helpful. Yeah, I'm gonna buy a loaf of bread tomorrow and some stuff for our weekend in New York because I can only go out to eat a couple times. I need to eat some sandwiches, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Yeah, maybe we'll get some milk. I'm trying to think of some other, <laughs> I, I mean, like a lot of like we definitely get pretty, a lot of crazy stuff happens. Like oh yeah, it's, it's like we get, on stage or on tour like, the, the whole yeah, thing. Just on tour, like after shows, because like we've just been talking about us coming home, where it's like we're all bummed out and like there's nothing to look forward to, just looking for cheeseburgers. But like we get when wild. There's, man. When there's shows the next day or like after a show, it gets like. Everyone's so wound up, like, because it's so much fun. Like, there, I mean, last year when we were in uh, Bethlehem, we played at a festival in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Jeff broke Max's nose. Well, Care to elaborate? <laughs> the terminology is debatable whether I broke his nose or, or his nose happened his to nose break. Broke well, we face. just we got so compelled to wrestle in this hotel and like it was one of these shows where the festival or the Chamber of Commerce got us some rooms in the Hilton. Got nice digs. Yeah. Sometimes we do shows where we're given we like five, five hotel, hotel yeah, five hotel rooms <laughs> like in a Hilton or a Marriott or something. And we're like, well, we all just hang out in one. We're lonely. Like, <laughs> yeah, we hang out in one room till people get tired, um, or until we go to the emergency room. <laughs> yeah, so we were wrestling. There's a pretty epic video of it. And, it's on uh, YouTube. No, no. <laughs> nah, you gotta ask us. You gotta come up to us after a show. You gotta go to Chris for, after for a show fan size and only. ask him to play it for it's you. It's a good one. You can hear the snap. Oh, it's wild. Oh. <laughs> we got a great video a few weeks ago of shooting off some crazy fireworks. Oh. 
That was really that fun. That was awesome. That was on my birthday. Yeah, I got Chris a bag of fireworks on his birthday when we were in South Carolina. Uh, yeah, we, we went. Some more. So we were at this motel, and then we took the van towards the only place that was near there that was not on the main road, which was next to the highway in, like, the woods. But you, it was just next to the highway. It was, like, a service road. Um, or excess road. Near, like, a... It, it was, like, pretty far... I, it was a really good spot. Looking back, it was a really good spot. Like, we, yeah. like I thought that it was, like... But really, no one from the main road in that town could have, like, known we were back there. It was just the highway, and, like, probably no one cares. But it was... Set off some Roman candles. It was freaking sweet. And then the punk rock box that Jeff got me. It was way bigger than we ever expected. I knew exactly what was going on. People, like people think I don't know what's going on. It's going out over the highway. It was just so big. And then it started a fire in the grass. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, you're going to start a forest fire. <laughs> I actually have a really good video of this whole scene, um, if you want to see it. Yeah. So Same we put here. out the fire. Jeff put out the fire. We got in the van. We drove back to the motel room. And they were like, fuck. I really hope. That we didn't start a forest fire, <laughs> so we went back. We also left a Roman candle on the, uh, a yeah. Roman candle on the ground. Okay. And we went back and we checked the whole thing out, and it was fine. Yeah. And then we set off the other Roman candle and went back to the hotel room. It went really well. Yeah. I I had, you know, it was I really knew fun. I knew it was under control <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. I was totally. You weren't worried. I found the spot on the map. I was like, "That's fucking perfect." These Roman candles aren't going anywhere. Except straight up into the sky, baby. On all right. <laughs> it's just it. It can be difficult. There's shows every day because it's so much fun playing shows. It's like yeah. It's it's the, the reason you guys do what you do. Yeah, it's it's so much fun, and that like, and especially like we're all like really good friends, and like, it like it's hard not to stay up until like three or four in the morning, oh, just like of course, like to like go to bed, and be like okay, like we have to like up at 9 a.m. to like drive this gig it's like it's so difficult to like go to bed because <laughs> uh, it's so much fun man just wait till you uh can afford a driver yeah have a bus <laughs> i think we'll sleep a lot more <laughs> honestly yeah we would yeah you'd stay up until when you stay up and then you can sleep in the just next keep day. sleeping yeah nothing's going on till 6 p.m anyway yeah yeah that'd be sweet man i hope it happens Cool. So coming up, so tomorrow you're recording some new stuff. You're yeah, hoping that's going to be a, a regular to, thing that you can record a little bit here, record a little bit there. Yeah, we're going to, to Brooklyn to Ian Hersey, um, who is the original guitar player from Rebel Bucket. Oh. He did our our first record. Okay. Uh, not our first record. I mean our last record. Uh, Shuggy, Shuggy Mountain <laughs> yeah, Breakdown. Yeah. Shuggy. yeah, we're going to the same studio. We'll be there through Monday. Very yeah. cool. So we'll probably kind of do three. two songs, yeah, for sure, and maybe a third. And you he get a lot of. It. I'm sure, he's a wild man. He's he's the great, yeah, freaking musician and producer. And then what are uh, some of your shows coming up to? We are hitting the road the following Thursday, so the twenty first. We start in Cambridge at Lizard Lounge, and then we're going to New York, Philly, then we're doing some shows in Pennsylvania. And then we're going south. We're going to be in, like, uh, Durham, North Carolina. We're doing two shows with this band, Black Rabbit. Um, 
They like just started getting really big. They like, which I'm really excited about this is because they got really popular from singing Beatles songs in the subways in Brooklyn. Oh, that's cool. Um, they, so you're, you're opening for them? Yeah. Very nice. Um, yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah, Durham and, and Richmond so at a motor core and Strange Matter. And then we're like in South Carolina ourselves with some other bands and stuff. Yeah, it's like it's like two weeks. Nice. We'll be out chilling. So playing. a lot of places for people to try to catch a show this summer. Yeah. Hope if so. it's around here we'd come out to Lizard Lounge in Cambridge. It's gonna be sweet. We're playing with uh, Today Junior, who are from there. Awesome. So twenty first. Yeah. All right. Okay, guys. Solstice. Thank you very much for coming over. This is a fun little chat. Yeah. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for having us. The water was excellent. Yeah. East Hampton's finest. Yeah, very, it, it's very legendary. Cool. It's a uh, number one municipal water in the country. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. East Hampton. I thought that was like New York City or something. It's East Hampton. We got the, the good shit. Chris and Jeff, everybody. Very nice couple of dudes. If you're in Boston on the 21st, definitely make sure to go check them out at the Lizard Lounge. If you liked this episode of Talking About the Passion, please subscribe to it on iTunes and leave a review as well. If you use Spotify, you can follow the Talking About the Passion Spotify playlist to hear a big collection of tunes from artists who've been featured here in the past. The theme song for Talking About the Passion is the Niagara Moon song Eating Peaches off my 2017 album Eating Peaches. I'm going to play one more song by Song Parade. This is called Brain Drain. So enjoy that, and I'll see you when I see you.